Welcome to Death Do Us Part Podcast, hosted by my wife, Jamie. Hello. And myself, Mark. What up, y'all? Hey. We back. We're back. We are back. You survived brain surgery. Yay! <laughs> Thank God. So how you feeling? Uh, the weather sucks. Yeah, I know. Like that's, it makes my head feel like it's going to explode. But then I'll have, I'll have days, like periods of days, you know, during the day or whatever, where I'm like a hundred fucking percent. Yeah. But then I, you know, walk to the bathroom and I'm like, fuck, I'm exhausted. Every day seems to get a little bit better though. Like watching you. Yeah. The first two days, I mean, the doctor hit the nail right on the head. He's like, the first two days are going to be bad for her. Like she's, she, I can't even describe the amount of pain she's going to be in, but he's like, after 48 hours, he's like, you're going to see improvements. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, as far as the headache though, and dizziness that should be gone right away. And so is it? He, so he a hundred percent did not sugarcoat it. He was like, listen, the, the first 48 hours, like you said, you're, you're going to want to punch me in the face. He's like, it's bad. I'm not gonna lie. It's bad. We do our best with pain control, but it, it's bad. And then in 48 hours, you're going to wake up and you're going to be like, okay, it's a little bit better. He said, but your headache should be gone. So I've had a headache daily, 24-7, 365 for three years. Well, I know because it's we've we've had yeah. it rough. Two, <clears throat> two days after surgery, uh, I woke up. I was still in an extreme amount of pain. But my headache was gone. But the pain is... The pain is now more my muscle. neck. Yeah. Yeah. So the headache, after three years, I woke up and it was gone. That's awesome. And it was insane to not fucking have a headache for the, for three three years every day. And I, I got to admit, you know, when he talked to... Before the surgery, he talked to me... Oh, your, he did? He came out and talked to you before? Yeah. Oh, okay. And he talked to me and your mom and... Lynn. Yeah. Your stepmom. Um Shut up. Oh God. Come on, dog. Not not yet. <laughs> Give us a right? little bit. But he described the, the surgery and I really from the get go, I, I didn't realize the surgery was gonna be this in depth. I know you didn't. <laughs> I, I you know, I thought it was just uh, he was gonna like cut your tonsils out and that like he was gonna call it a day. But like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I, yeah, he's like, no, we're going to be taking her skull. We're going to be taking a piece of her skull. Yep. We're going to be cutting that first protective layer of her brain. The dura. Yeah. Touching her brain. Yep. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, you know, he's like, her tonsils are like completely dropped on her spinal cord. So we're going to remove them from the back yeah and i'm just like what the fuck this is the first time by the way guys that i'm hearing this i didn't know that he talked to you beforehand yeah so i i didn't realize which is it funny was gonna be this I, mean, I explained to you i know you did but, I, but like if, if a doctor is not telling you something you don't believe me exactly yeah. and it was kind of one ear and out the other yeah. and like honestly like and i apologize like the way you were hyping it up it kind of like I was kind of just like, dude, enough. Yeah, I like, know. I I get it. You're. I was trying have surgery. to get you to understand it without flat out saying, "Hey, dipshit, <laughs> F- 
fingers are going to be touching my brain. That's not normal. Yeah. But I, I figured you just had to you had to figure it out on and your own. And after, you know, when he talked to us again, um, and then his partner, um, who, a female Asian yeah, yeah. chick, she was really nice, she too. She was super sweet. It was a, Surgery was the first day that I met her. Yeah, and was that a, his partner in there? She's um no, she's a resident actually and she was um and uh, was she a neuro resident or an anesthesia? She's a neuro resident. She's a uh, neuro. Yes, yeah, so, and because she's a she, resident though. Cuz she's like, you know, if the doctor doesn't talk to you, I will make sure I right, will. Right. Well, she came we had already talked to the doctor after yeah. and then she came out and she, you know, she went through the yeah. whole spiel. We're like, oh yeah, doctor already told us. Yeah. And she's, oh, I'm sorry. You, you know, know, she's. But, I think she's like a fourth year resident. Yeah, but she was nice, and she even said, like, oh yeah, you know, we touched the brain. Mm-hmm. You know, we gave it more room, and and I'm just thinking, <laughs> dude, what? Like this actually was brain surgery. This, <laughs> this was not bullshit. Yeah. Every time I say though, they touch the brain. I think at Nemo, I'm gonna touch the butt. Yeah. But the doctor, like, it it was eye-opening for me because the doctor, after, he was like, yeah, her brain was completely squished in the back. You know, we relieved all that. He's like, as soon as we remove the skull, Mm -hmm. you know, the piece of the skull, Mm -hmm. he's like, you know, it just. Like, boop. It it popped out (laughs) and all that pressure was relieved. And, you know, your mom was crying and. I, don't I was think, just like, I mean, what the fuck? Every like people knew brain surgery. They 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 knew it. You know, Lynn, my stepmom, knew kind of the logistics. Yeah. My mom knew the logistics because of what I was telling her. In my family, to an extent, what woke them up was the picture. Yeah. After, when I sent them the picture of your scar. Mm-hmm. And then they were, all the responses I got was, what the fuck? Oh my God. Holy shit. Like nobody realized it was legitimate. It was that in depth. Nobody realized it was actual brain surgery. Well, I think too, because this, what, what do you, how do you call it? I don't want to. It's called Chiari malformation. Like it's so rare. Yeah. That I, I don't think they, like, and even me, I didn't understand the extent. Right. The only one who did, the only one is my cousin Megan, and that's because she had, she had the surgery. Right. And they say that it could be genetic, you know, or hereditary or anything but like that. But you guys are- Megan and I are not even close Yeah, your cousin's blood. through marriage. Not even that. Her dad is adopted. My stepmom is adopted. So they're not even blood brother and sister. That's so there's insane. no blood relation whatsoever between myself and Megan. Yeah, that's that's insane. So, but yeah, now I have a shaved head and a. We're twins. We have the we have, same. We have fucking the haircut. exact same fucking haircut. Jax asked awesome. me to braid my hair so I would look like Brock Lesnar. Yeah. But um, a few of the the listeners have seen. I've talked to a few of them and sent them pictures and stuff. Yeah. Um, but like, the scar is big and it's, it's healing perfect. It's, they didn't put staples in, which was mm-hmm. a great fucking idea. The best part was the doctor's appointment the other day when I was like, how many stitches are in there? And he's like, I don't, I don't know. even know. A I lose count after 50. It's a whole roll. It's not separate <laughs> that, ones. I'm like. That's what he said. He's like, I, I don't know. It was a roll. Yeah. <laughs> he's it's, like, maybe 50. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. So. But the, but the that's inside. Is, yes. That's, all the stitches are inside because that's holding. They cut from what he explained to me. 
they cut the muscle and the muscle is like three inches deep. Right. So they sew all that up and that's what is protecting your brain essentially. Right. Because I no longer have that piece of skull yes. protecting my brain. And that scared the shit out of me. So I was like, well, what if she gets hit in the head or something? She'd have to wear a helmet? Yeah. No, like, it was a serious <laughs> question. And it, they, they were like, no, like, that muscle is so thick. Yeah. It's it, it's going to act as protection. Yeah. It's... So that that's, you have no skull there. The only um, way that I could explain the swelling in my neck, too, is... For people who knew you before the accident, yeah, your no neck, yeah, that's what I looked like. Yeah, it, that's it how was swollen I was. But it's got to loosen up. It's yeah. you know, it's got to heal together. Yeah, it's got to loosen up. It, it'll it, it it will. Yeah, it's just gonna take some time. I I have um a lot of pressure at the top of the incision. Yeah. Where where I mean, where they took the piece of skull in all reality is where most of my pressure is. We should have held <laughs> off on the laundry too. Oh, Whatever you got drying. Listen, it's I, you know what though? I everybody needs clean underwear and <laughs> I know. I'm just saying <laughs> so, it's clanging and banging. Um, yeah, right, right where they took the piece of skull is where I have a lot of the pressure. Well, yeah, that's where the muscle is covering yeah. it. And, um and then I'll get um like every once in a while, I'll get that feeling like, you know how when you stand up too fast? Yeah. Except I'm not standing up or anything. It just comes out of nowhere. So sometimes I'm a little unsteady. It makes me a little dizzy. Yeah. Um, but they did say <clears throat> the other day at the doctor that it, there are symptoms that could take six months to a year to yeah. subside. Yeah. But the headache, I'm telling it's you. It's gone. Yeah. That's awesome. But the the... Day of surgery, the, I don't remember. The crabbiness is going to be gone. Oh, my God. I mean, well, that's debatable. Oh, babe. Every day it felt like my head was in a vice. I Every love, fucking like, day. Like all your friends, like, oh, Jamie is the nicest person. Like, dude, living with you for the past three years, it's been rough. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. It's been fucking rough. Yeah. Well, it's like. And I'm not trying to be a dick. No, I know. But I know. like the mood swings. Oh, my and- God. Which the the amount of things that go along with Chiari is insane. A lot of the symptoms will mimic multiple sclerosis symptoms. So my mom is very familiar with how I feel. My girlfriend Kate is very familiar with how I feel. And they're symptoms that are so off the wall and so weird that you just don't tell anybody about them because you think you're fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I would forget how to swallow. But Three years of a fucking headache. I mean, it tends to make you a little bitchy. Oh, but yeah. Chiari, though, it affects your mood. It affects your speech. It affects your walking. I mean, it, it literally affects you from, from head to fucking toe. Yeah. Some people in different spots, some people in more spots than others. But mood swings is a, is a huge part of it, too. So probably because you feel like fucking shit all the time. Yeah. You know, and it, it's... It's newer, so I, I'm in a group on Facebook, and we—I mean, we had the same experience. I went and saw a doctor who basically told me I was full of shit. So you get one doctor who's telling you you're you're full of shit. That's not happening. You're not having those symptoms. They're basically in your head. To having another surgeon. And by the way, that was a guy who said he was a brain surgeon and wasn't. He was um, a PA. Not <laughs> yeah. that, you know, we are the brain surgeons. Right, right. Not and then you. the actual brain surgeon came in and said that if my symptoms were actually real, and that's when I was like, we, we got we to gotta go. Yeah. 
and I was, was pissed at you because you try so hard to play devil's advocate. And you're I, like, maybe yeah. nothing is wrong. So then, Well, it's hard when you have right. someone like that that's saying, uh, yeah. I, I'm not positive. Yeah. You know, what do you do? Right. And then you finally find a doctor. And I got lucky. I found a doctor quick because of, of Megan. I mean, yeah. there's people on, the, on this page that haven't, they've seen doctors for years and yeah. can't get any relief. But you go from somebody telling you that you're making shit up to somebody coming out and telling your family. So we cut half of her skull and touched yeah. her fucking brain and put a giant patch over it. And like, right. it's like vindication almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, we were going to record before surgery, but then it, it got way shit too just hot got out of hand. Yeah I, yeah, I wanted us to pop one out right before just so people weren't kind of yeah left hanging, but it, it my nerves were yeah not good. Yeah, things were busy. We were trying to get the kids situated, mm-hmm. the house situated. So we apologize, but. Thank I you mean, guys all for understanding. Yeah. And most more, thank you guys for checking up on me. For yeah. real. Like, yeah. Thank you guys for the messages. We got so many messages yeah. checking up on me. That's awesome. So yeah. thank you guys so much. Um, but we're we're going to try to, we're knocking this out. And thank you, Jamie, for doing this one so quick. I mean, it's only been a week. This one was the one we had done before. Yeah. So we're going to. But I'll have another one done in the next two days. Right. And that's going to be a Patreon, though. Yeah. So, um, because we got to knock a Patreon one out. Right. So, um, yeah, that'll be. We'll probably knock that out Sunday on Mother's Day. Easily. Yeah. And I'm not telling you what it is. Yeah, you're not. Mm -mm. I I hope I like it. You will. Okay. I'm listening to. uh, Do you just want my, like, opinion? Or like, do you like? Are you trying to surprise me? No. Oh. I don't know why I'm not going to tell you. I'm just not going to tell you. Hmm. I don't have a valid reason. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, alrighty then. So I'm listening to um, True Crime and Cocktails. Mm-hmm. These chicks are fucking hilarious. I would love to have them on our show. Um, I guess we call it a show, right? So yeah. I'm listening to their uh, O.J. Simpson. Mm-hmm. Dude, we're gonna have to do O.J. Simpson. Oh, yeah, I would love to. We're going to have to do O.J. Simpson. Yeah, I would love to. So. I love that case. I've watched the Netflix episode yeah. probably about five times, literally, just because I like the acting. The one thing that I learned today that I I felt bad, Ken Griffey Jr., mm-hmm. the day of the infamous you know police chase, mm-hmm. that was the day that he tied um, Babe Ruth's home run record, and nobody, like it wasn't even... Ken Griffey? Ken Griffey Jr., yeah. It was, like, bypassed because of this. Really? And Domino's sold just as much pizza on that night as they do on Super Bowl Sunday. (laughs) I remember the chase. I was... I can't remember what state we were in. We were watching it in a hotel room because we were on... We were in a baseball tournament. My brother was. Yeah. For his traveling baseball team. I want to say we were in Nebraska. I don't know. It was the But 17th. we were at a hotel and we were in the lobby watching yeah, it. It was as the, it unfolded. I believe the seventeenth, they said. I know they found her body on the twelfth because that was the day my grandma died. hmm So I was eleven. That that's how I remember. And that's Austin Pants's birthday. Yeah. 
But it'd be a good case because I definitely have my thought about it. I do too. And I actually, one of our listeners brought it up and her and I started talking about it and she told me her opinion and I was like, dude, I'm a hundred fucking percent with you. It might be my same opinion. I don't know. I, yeah, I have my own thoughts. I have my, my thoughts too. So one more random thing yeah. before we actually tell the story. There is another podcast out there called Crime Junkies. I'm sure all of you guys are familiar with crime junkies uh one of the girls brit last week had what sounded to be like a brain aneurysm and ended up in emergency surgery with a brain bleed followed by multiple surgeries to the brain um according to her partner on the podcast with her she's doing okay she's got some mobility she's able to speak but seeing as I just went through brain surgery two weeks ago, and now this poor girl did it multiple times. I just want to send out just thoughts and prayers for her and her family. She has small kids. She's got a husband. It's hard to understand when mommy can't come home. I mean, my eight-year-old had a problem with it. So I just want to shout out that we hope she recovers well and hope everything goes well for her. There's another shout out that we got to do too, and I totally forgot what it is. Uh, The tumblers. Oh, yeah, because I want one. Did you write it down? Does it look like I wrote it down? Let me... I don't even know where my fucking computer is right now. Aren't you guys glad I do stuff in notebooks? I'm going to pop on our Facebook page. I think it's a message in there. So, keep talking because this will take me a minute. I like tumblers. Do we have any new Patreons? We do, um, but again, I don't know where my computer is right now. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, like, I legitimately don't know where it is. Maybe Ooh. by the couch? Poss- possibly by the couch? I don't know. So, guys, we have to um, um, start flooding Mark with messages that I need to get a cricket. Because I need to make stuff. And Rebecca, you know who you are. Flood him. Tell him we need it. She said we should start a GoFundMe for it. But then we can make all the t-shirts in the world that we want. Yeah, we could. Mm-hmm. Still trying to find this message. Jesus Christ. I thought you wrote it down. That's... Babe, I haven't written anything down in fucking two weeks. I really like your fucking hat, though. That drives me crazy because I want it. Thank you. Which, by the way, I have a new boyfriend. His name is Liam Hendricks, and he's a pitcher for the White Sox. I'm a fangirl it. Big I don't fan. know where the message is. This pisses me off. We'll keep looking and I'll start. You want to start? Or yeah. do you want to keep looking because you're getting annoyed? Which I'm is getting annoyed because it was... <laughs> I, I don't know where she messaged me. It on. was just a couple days ago, I thought. Yeah, and she has a cool Tumblr page. And I know the women out there. Us and our Tumblrs. Mm-hmm. Fuck Yeah. Fuck. I'll, I'll have to we'll do figure it. it out. Yeah, I'll do it. We'll after. figure it out. Or by Sunday, we'll have it out. Yeah, there. I apologize. It'll, I'll find it, and I'll order a tumbler to make up for it. Yeah, or seven. She's got a cool Facebook book page, and it's all tumblers, and I think she's got some shirts on there too. So, see if I had a cricket, we could have <clears> some shirts on ours. 
we're still waiting for our poop shoot shirt. Yeah, that I need to go pick up. That um, you haven't in a year. It hasn't been a year. Close to it. It has not. Baby, it's May. Okay. We started this last May. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Okay. Um, But I, I could make my own. Yeah, you could. How, <laughs> what was the one I found cricket? out about yesterday? Hi. I don't care. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> How much is a cricket? It's like 300. Hmm. But I mean, you got to buy the vinyl and the t-shirts and stuff, but yeah. ultimately it's cheaper. Sue has one. My sister-in-law, Sue has one and she pumps these fucking shirts out like nothing. Mm-hmm. She made Lynn a Yellowstone shirt. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See, babe, I could do that shit. Yeah, that's cool. I could make you a shirt that says trophy husband. Uh, I need that. Yeah, let's get on Definitely this. Definitely need Rebecca that. flood him that we need it because she's mm. gonna come help me make t-shirts. We we pick out t-shirts that we're going to start making. One of them says, "I googled my symptoms, and it turns out I'm just a bitch." <laughs> so I'll be needing that one. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Do you think it's? Does it sound different? If no, I you move need this? that thing because it what? helps with like, you know, when you. Okay, so what if I put it like, like here? Spit. Is that okay if it's just there instead of covering the whole yeah, thing? Yeah, that's fine. You just got to turn your mic because when you read, you put your head down. I know, and that's what I'm trying to cause. Yeah. Is this better? Yeah, it is okay. actually. Because then I'm like half looking at the notebook and half looking at the table and it's a pain. Here, why don't I sit like this? Better? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this one um, is actually a request from a little bit ago. And there's another case that's kind of tied into it that we'll probably end up covering. Okay. So, um, but this one is, we are doing the murder-suicide of Zach Bowen and Addie Hall. Hmm. What are you looking at? You're not paying attention to me. I'm still trying to look. I, I don't know what she... Man, that sucks. We'll I, find I, it. I, I don't know yeah. what she hit me up on. Um, so Stephen King was quoted as saying, and I really like this, this is why I wrote it down. Monsters are real and ghosts are real too. They live inside of us and sometimes they win. Oh God, that's so true. I love that. That's so fucking true. I had to write that down, so. Um, all right. Zach and Addie were two lost souls looking for something, but neither knew what. They both ended up in New Orleans from different places for different reasons, but found each other and ended up finding their home there. They fell in love with the free bohemian lifestyle, which means you don't shower. Oh, really? I mean, so we're bohemians. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My once a week shower. (laughs) And then my bird bath. Yeah. Hey, tits, pits, and ass, man. That's it. (laughs) It's too fucking hard going upstairs. um, They love the easy living atmosphere and just, it was like they could be like gypsy hippies, kind of, which they liked. So... Um, they were destined for destruction, however, uh, after being brought together by fear and addiction. They were split apart by violence, mental illness, murder, and suicide. What are you writing in your hand? Uh, I was going to say something at the end, but that just, uh, the la- last sentence, it made me remember anyways. It's Mental Health Month. May is, yes, Mental Health Awareness Month. Yes. Hashtag end the stigma. Yes. Check on your friends. Check on each other. I love the commercial, Seize the Awkward. Yeah. 
for real. If, if something's not right with your friend, if something seems off, ask. Yeah. Like, ask. S- stop with the stigma. Like, mental health, it's important and it's real. And it's no different than anything else. No, it's no different than any other illness. Nope. You couldn't see mine. You couldn't see mine. You know what I mean? MS, you can't see. It doesn't make it any different. It's like right. cancer. I, so yeah. I just wanted to shout that out. Just remember it's always, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to need help. It's okay to ask for help. And it's okay to keep asking for help. Yeah. Just talk to someone. Get it out. That's what I had to do. I had to keep asking. Check on your peeps. Yep. So, I mean, we check on you guys all the time. You guys check on us all the time. So That's what you got to do. Yep. So. So sorry. That was my spiel. No, don't be. I'm going to be a a pretty big uh, advocate on it this month. So. Painted your nails green. I did paint my nails green. I did. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. So. Now, what are you looking up? Um, Caitlin is texting me to let me know she's on her way to pick up hairspray, and I'm telling her she has to wait. Has to wait for what? Until we're done. Oh. Uh, okay. So, at approximately. Kate, I'm confused now. What are you talking about? It's prom weekend. Oh, so pr- Leah's friend, Caitlin. Yes, so oh, prom okay. is tonight for, is it Juliet West? It's not Plainfield. I think it's Juliet West tonight. Okay. Regardless, it's prom season. So what does she want you to do? She needs hairspray because you cannot find fucking hairspray anywhere. Well, if, if tell her if she's in a, if, if she wants to come now, I'll press pause. People no, will right. understand. She, she can- fucking wait it's hairspray <clears throat> okay yeah so, i was confused i was like who the like, fuck what are you talking yeah. about yeah no that that's what it is it's prom season I gotcha. which i feel bad for the girls tonight because it's, it's pretty, gonna rain like, mucky it's a shitty day you know what they make though they make these little like um little platform things they look like i don't know they're probably about the size of a half dollar mm-hmm. and they're they're clear plastic and you just pop them on the end of the heel so your heel doesn't squish that's into the grass. genius. I know. Whoever fucking made that. Yeah, that's genius. Yeah. So, okay. All right, now that we trailed off. It's been a while. Yeah. So, you know, I mean. It, Gotta get back on. It's like this is the only time we talk to each other. It, it, right. I We do sit and talk to each other in the living room, I promise. Yeah, but, a little. <laughs> I mean, we could go for hours and. <laughs> a little bit. I get from our, can I get a water? <laughs> and then I grunt at him. And, you yeah, know, you've so. been doing a lot of grunting. Oh my fucking God, babe, like. So the day after surgery, unimaginable. I I can't explain it. It finally got to the point where I was begging to just be sedated Mm -hmm. because I could not take it anymore. Mm -hmm. And I felt terrible because they were doing a harvest across the hall. And God bless you. Mm -hmm. And just so everybody knows, they really do do the walk of honor in the hospital. If you are an organ donor and when they're done harvesting your organs, every available employee in the hospital lines the hall from your room to the exit, yeah, which, which is, is awesome. amazing to me. Um, all I could do was was grunt. I couldn't even, I couldn't speak. I tried talking to you on the phone. Mm-hmm. All I could do was grunt. So the next day, I apologized to the nurse. I was like, I don't know why I'm grunting. Like, I, it's not something that I do. And she's like, oh, it happens in here all the fucking time. She's <laughs> like, you just, you can't help it. She's like, it's the equivalent of, of childbirth. Like, you just yeah. grunt and don't realize it's a human response. So... 
I grunt a lot now, and I don't. Now you know why I grunt when I get a stomach. You ache. don't grunt uh, when. That's not grunting. That's you being. <laughs> it's, it's like you're dying. That's not grunting. I did bring that up though. I did tell the nurse that. It makes me feel better. That's because you're weird. So, <laughs> all right. So at 8:30 p.m. on October 17th, 2006, a 911 call came in from the Omni Royal Orleans Hotel. A man called saying he heard a thud and now he could see a body on top of the parking garage. Police arrive on scene to find the body of 28-year-old Zach Bowen. They said he appeared as if he was to be uh, like half asleep. Mm. So when you jump from a distance, sometimes you land and, and very pretty. Sometimes you do not. Apparently he did. He landed quite nicely. Like the one, there's a picture where this chick jumped off Empire State Building, I think, and fell into a car. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll have to find the picture because it's it's fucked up, but it's like, it's a beautiful picture, but it's fucked up, yeah. if that makes sense. So, um, it appeared he had jumped from the rooftop bar, falling approximately five to seven stories to the parking garage below. In his pocket was a Ziploc uh, baggie with his army dog tags and a note that was folded up with four police only written on the outside. The note said, quote, This is not accidental. I had to take my own life to pay for the one that I took. Mm. If you send a patrol car to 826 North Rampart, you will find the dismembered corpse of my girlfriend, Addie, in the oven, on the stove, and in the fridge, and a full-size confession from myself. I keep hitting the thing with my glasses, sorry. Um, There was also information that the keys in his right pocket opened the gate, and they should call his landlord. Wow. Um, so Zach Bowen was born May 15th, 1978 to parents, Zach and Lori. He had an older brother named Jed. The family traveled around living like, like a nomadic lifestyle, almost like living in an RV. Um, the parents had a tumultuous on and off marriage, but it wasn't physical or violent. Mm. It was like, I really like you today. And the next day it was like. Uh, not so much. Yeah. So, like, there wasn't a lot of fighting. It wasn't volatile. It was just on and off and, you know. Um, they ended up settling in Washington. And Dad wanted to stay out all night drinking with his friends. He never really wanted to grow up, which pissed his mom off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in 1990, she finally had enough. She took the kids and moved back to California. Mm. Um, Zach was well-liked in school. He was described as a friendly guy, but... Totally normal, unremarkable. Nothing about him stood out. Yeah. Nothing good, nothing bad, nothing indifferent. He was just... Mediocre. He was a kid. Yeah. You know, just kind of blended in. <clears throat> yeah. Um, he did seem to have some issues with depression. The one thing in high school that happened to him that completely devastated him was he lost Homecoming King. Hmm. And it, like, shit went downhill quick. Really? After that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, that does suck. But, yeah. Uh, you, you don't, you never really know why it hit him so hard, but I mean, it, he fucking spiraled. Mm. He like stopped eating. He stopped sleeping. Um, he started doing shitty in school. He considered this the start of a long list of failures in his life. Yeah. He became withdrawn. Uh, like I said, his grades started slipping. He decided at that point to drop out of school and move to Washington to live with his dad. The two went on a cross-country road trip, and Dad still didn't want to be an adult. 
you know, and he wasn't mad about it. Like, he got along with his dad, he got along with his mom, and, you know, everything was fine, but mm-hmm. just was what it was, you know. They passed through New Orleans and ended up settling there. Both liked it, both fell in love, so that's where they stayed. Yeah. Um, now, I don't know. I saw in a couple different sources, like one source said he was able to finally finish high school in New Orleans in 2000, and other sources said that he got his GED in 2000, so I'm not sure if... To me, it's one and the same. You either go to school yeah. and get a diploma or you get a GED. So right. I think it was he got a GED. Okay. Um, he ended up getting a job at a bar at 18 years old. He was selling Go Cups, which we need to go to fucking New Orleans, by yeah. the way, because selling Go Cups, you're you're literally leaning out of like a drive through window yeah. selling drinks to people walking up and down the street. Oh, really? Because you can drink on Bourbon Street. Yeah. Well, and dude was 6'10". <laughs> so they stuck him out the fucking window. <laughs> right. But that's, he met people, he met, that's how he met girls, but that's what he did. He sold go cups. Wow. Amazing. Uh, yeah. So is. he started getting um, a lot more confident after this. He was coming into his own skin. He was more comfortable with himself, just coming out of his shell, mm-hmm. basically. This was like his his jam. This is where he wanted to be. Right. Um, this is where he met Lana. And I forgot to write down Lana's last name. And fuck. Oh, well. Um, so she actually lived in Texas and was visiting New Orleans with a friend. Um, she was a stripper in Texas, which, get it, girl. Mm-hmm. I only bring it up because it comes up later. Yeah. Who the fuck cares what she did? Right. If I could swing on a pole... If you could swing on a ball. Oh, I'd fucking do it too. <laughs> oh my God. Um, so they hit it off very well, obviously, because after uh, Lana's trip was supposed to be over, she basically was like, well, fuck Texas. And she moved to New Orleans mm-hmm. to be with Zach. Um, Lana had no idea how old he was. <laughs> she thought he was at least 21 because he worked at a bar. Yeah. He obviously was not. She found out his real age after she got pregnant. She, now she was twenty eight, so she wasn't she wasn't that much older. But um, she got pretty she got pregnant pretty quickly with their son Jackson. Um, they got married, had a big church wedding, big to do. Yeah. Uh, Zach was terrified about the pregnancy, which made Lana very nervous. Which most men are terrified about it, and you know. The same thing happened to him that happens to most men. The, the guys are terrified. They're nervous. But then that baby comes out and my, yeah. it's a whole nother fucking ball game. Reality. It's, yep. It's like someone flips a switch and you're like, this is my boy. Mm-hmm. You know? So he was absolutely enthralled with the baby. Um, everybody said he was an amazing father that was completely focused on Jackson. And Lana said that it made their relationship better between the two of them. Uh, The couple had a daughter named Lily shortly after that. So Zach decided at this point he was going to join the Army to try and make a better life for him and his wife and his kids. Hmm. And so Lana could stop stripping. Yeah. I mean, really make more money stripping. Yeah. So Fucking ain't right. uh, He was eventually deployed to Kosovo, um, Iraq, and Baghdad. Hmm. This fucked him up. Oh, I could imagine. To say the least. Um, yeah, I could imagine. I mean, he's a kid himself at this point. He's mm-hmm. 20, whatever. Yeah. So there was a 19-year-old female in his unit um, 
who everybody like treated her like the little sister, yeah. you know. Well, the two of them got very close, um, and she ended up getting killed by a um, roadside bomb, oh. and he he watched her get oh, killed. Jesus. Um, there was another girl, another little girl, an Iraqi girl, who would come and bring him and the other guys in his unit candy. Mm-hmm. Um, her and her family were killed the next day for interacting with Americans. Oh, Jesus. And then there was another little boy who would bring the soldiers pop and ice from his family store, and they were teaching the boy English mm-hmm. in return. Um, the family store was blown up with all of them. Oh, in my it. God. So... Fucked him up. Yeah. So I got I got goosebumps. How could it not? Um, for a biography that was written about him, the author contacted multiple military friends for comment, and all of them were like, "If you say one fucking bad thing about him, I will mm. hunt you down. I will yeah. find you." Like he was a great fucking guy. Yeah. That's all everybody said. So. Um, <clears throat> Lana said he was a he was a different person when he came back. Mm. How, how are you not? Yeah, you know. Yeah. So he started to repeatedly and purposely fail his military physical testing. Nobody knows why. He never said. It's speculated that it was so he wouldn't get deployed again, yeah. which makes total sense. That's what I would which, was gonna say. Yeah. No, I gotta find this because what something about. Something about the phys- physical? Fuck, did I hear you say No, no, no. <clears throat> okay, I did. But So, he, he wasn't caught doing it per se, but again, it was speculated that that's why he was doing it. Mm-hmm. So, he was given a general discharge under honorable conditions. Okay. Um, his superiors recommended an honorable discharge, and he was pissed that it wasn't an honest an honorable discharge so now i did ask a friend of mine who's in the military the difference because it's general discharge with honorable conditions you know yeah so an honorable discharge is basically that you were stellar no issues whatsoever general discharge under honorable conditions means that you could have at some point had some sort of small infraction not enough to get you kicked out or thrown in jail or, you know, anything like that. Um, but they take into account when it comes time for discharge, they take into account your entire military career. So you could have that minor infraction, but have served 27 years and have gotten this medal and this medal and this medal. So it's very hard to find the reason of somebody's discharge. Yeah. Um, it's quote-unquote public record to an extent but to get to it is obscene okay so i tried this person tried for me um we can't figure it out what what it was so it was general with honorable conditions which means he he had some sort of minor infraction Mm -hmm. that nobody knows about but he also he received the NATO medal and the presidential unit citation for his deployments. So something had to balance that out to make it not honorable. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, he considered this another failure. So, and they think it could have been because he was 
you know, failing the test on purpose. Or whatever. Right. They don't know. But I don't know much about the military, but as far as I'm concerned, if you go overseas and people are getting blown up in front of you, you deserve an honorable discharge when you come home. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't care. Right. What your minor fucking infraction was. Right. So, so that's, that pissed him off. Oh, I wrote it down. Mm. I promise you guys, my brain is going to get better at some point. <laughs> okay. So, quote, generally discharged under honorable conditions usually means you can committed some type of a, he said, no, no, but usually a minor one. Honorable discharge means you had a, I have no, solid time in the service with zero issues. It is important to note that it is a cumulative decision and they look at the whole picture when deciding what to give you. For instance, if you commit a minor infraction and are heading for a general under honorable discharge, it is possible they may look at you and say, hey, he had multiple deployments, two bronze stars, and 25 years of honorable service, so we're still going to give you an honorable discharge. General under honorable isn't great, but it also doesn't mean the person is an outright shitbag. It would uh, depend on the exact circumstances, the but the key point is to remember that the rating you get is an overall characterization of your service. Hmm. Okay. So, I like how he used the word shitbag. Yeah. He's speaking right to me. <laughs> um, so, after his discharge, uh, Zach was like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't give a shit about shit. He said he would go back to bartending and told Lana that she could go back to stripping. Yeah. And she said, fuck you, and took the kids and left. Wow. He started drinking. Yeah. A lot. And started doing drugs. Yeah. A lot. Can't say that I blame him. Right. So um, so he started bartending again in the French Quarter. I don't know anything about New Orleans. So yeah, I don't either. I think the French Quarter is bourbon. Str- I don't fucking know. I'm not going to pretend like I think it's part of it, but I, yeah. I could be wrong. I don't know. Um, so this is where he met Adrian Addy Hall. She was born January 15th, 1976. Now, there's not a lot of information about her childhood. Mm-hmm. Just that it was it was shitty. Okay. So, she was raised in Durham, North Carolina, in an abusive household, which led her to have multiple abusive relationships. I have a little piece of hair on my shaved part. It's tickling me. It feels funny. <laughs> um, she moved to New Orleans randomly and immediately felt like she belonged. Like, yeah. this is where she was supposed to be. Right. She didn't have an apartment. She lived in her car for a little bit until she got one, but didn't seem to fucking care at all. She rode her bike everywhere. Um, friends described her as a free spirit who loved poetry and dancing, but she also had a dark side. Yeah. Um, she had a very bad temper and violent tendencies when she was drinking. She was an abusive drunk and would find friends' weaknesses and pick at them. Mm. So, yeah, I'd punch you in the face. Yeah, like that's but not cool. She ended up losing a lot of friends because of that. Yeah. So the more she drank, the more friends she lost because she'd pick out their insecurities. Yeah. And then, fuck you. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, stinky. Go ride your bike somewhere. <laughs> Crystals are not deodorant. I don't care who you are. Right. So, in 2003, she started bartending on Bourbon Street. Um, Like I said, she did have a lot of friends, but they started breaking away the more she drank because she was a fucking asshole when she drank. Um, And then she started doing cocaine. Oh. Yeah. 
top it off. Made it so much better. Right. And by that, I mean not at all. <laughs> uh, she went through a shit ton of roommates because nobody wanted to fucking live with her. Right. <laughs> um, she started hanging out with drug dealers and then at one point tried to rob a drug dealer. Oh, boy. Babe, but this chick's like, I don't know, my the size of my right butt cheek. <laughs> I mean, she's like 5'2". Yeah. Like 100 pounds fucking soaking wet. You're uh, trying to rob a drug dealer? You're not robbing anyone. Like, I wouldn't even rob a drug dealer, and I could kick your ass. Right. So, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, uh, all I wrote was, it didn't end well. <laughs> so, um, That's perfect. In 2005, Zach started bartending at the same bar as her. Um, she thought he was like a frat guy goofball. Um and just kind of brushed him and his flirting off. Yeah. Which made Zach want her more. Even more. Yeah. So apparently in New Orleans, bars don't close hmm. ever. Okay. So he worked the 2 a.m. to 10 a.m. shift, which at this bar was the busiest shift they had. Hmm. Because all the night workers from other bars that closed are going there. Are coming there. Yeah. So, and she worked the 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. shift. Um, hers wasn't so busy, so he would stay for her entire shift just to hang out with her. That's cool. Uh, you better be giving me free booze. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, you got to pay for the conversation somehow. Uh-huh. So True that. She finally caved, though, and they started dating. Uh, it was fast and intense. Dun, dun, dun. Then Hurricane Katrina hit. Ooh, yeah. August 23rd, 2005. That's right. There's something on my motherfucking glasses. Can't see. <laughs> All good? I don't know. It's a relative term. Yeah. Um. So the couple at this point decided not to evacuate. Really? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Which I don't understand. I'm all for like protecting your home and your property and all that shit. But when um, weathermen, like if Tom Skilling got on the news today and was like yeah. evacuate, I'd be like, pack your fucking We're bags. Going. Let's go. We're going. Why do people not listen to that? There's a reason they're telling you to yeah. fucking evacuate. Right. Like it's right. not just a hunker down and, you know, they'll tell you hunker down, board up your windows. It'll be fine. Or they'll right. tell you to evacuate. If they tell you to evacuate. Leave. Fucking leave. Yep. But, I mean, there were hotels in other states that were taking people yeah. in for free because, yeah. I mean, who can afford to fucking pick up all their shit and leave, you know? Right. So, sorry, babe. You had to suck that thing. I did. Um, so, Lana actually begged Zach to come with her and the kids and evacuate. Ooh. To the point that she even said, bring Eddie. Like, really? let's, let's just get the fuck out of here. This is going to be bad. Yeah. I want you with the kids. The kids want you with them. Like, let's just go bring your girlfriend. We'll all go together. Yeah. He flat out refused. Mm. Which, okay. Yeah. So then, um, the, the shit, it, I mean, it literally hit the fan. Everybody oh, yeah. who's listening is old enough to obviously remember Katrina. Yeah, it was a fucking um, disaster. So very shortly after the storm started, they lost electricity and water. And then they basically went into survival mode mm. at that point because you had to. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the things that they would do was they would trade booze for water. Mm. I mean, cool. Yeah. Whatever. Um, but they loved 
living this life without responsibility. There's no job. There's no bills. There's no nothing. Yeah, I could see that. They would... um, There were small other groups that stayed, and they were eventually in the media. They started calling them tribes. Yeah. Um, They would have bonfires in the street. Um, And I use the word looted loosely because everything was abandoned. Mm -hmm. It's not like there were people protecting these stores and they were like breaking in. So the people that did stay, how they survived was they would just go into the grocery stores that were shut down. There was nobody there. So they would go through the grocery stores and the bars and just take shit. Mm -hmm. They ended up having a makeshift restaurant and bar outside of their apartment. No shit. (laughs) Yes. And they were both bartenders. So it's not like you just had to be like, can I get a Coors Light? Yeah. You could be like, can I get a sex on the beach? And they could totally (laughs) make it for you. Um, Rock on. It was not fucking great, obviously. Addie went into a grocery store once and almost got raped by somebody hanging on there. I mean, it was a lawless situation. There was no police because they were smart enough to fucking evacuate. Yeah. It was just... Well, I I heard the Superdome at this time was just... Oh, people zoo. were getting raped yeah. in front of other people. Yeah, yeah. I so heard it was real bad. Mm-mm. Should have gone to their fucking house, man. So they actually became very popular with the media. They were called the quote king and queen of the post-apocalyptic French Quarter. Okay. Uh, there's tons of pictures of them mm-hmm. in in newspapers. Really, their makeshift bar, them sitting outside their bonfire smoking a cigarette like there's tons of pictures of them <laughs> yeah and they they look like happy as fuck yeah i mean they look filthy but they look happy as fuck like she's in like this little gypsy skirt smoking a cigarette and he's walking around and <laughs> fucking no shoes and shorts and you yeah. know so they loved it they thought this was the greatest thing ever they were cleaning up as they could you know mm-hmm. helping everybody out um they we're embracing post-storm New Orleans yeah. prior to people coming back. They would hold hands riding their bikes, which we would fucking hurt ourselves. Yeah, we would. You can't ride a bike. No, so that wouldn't even not work. at all. Um, they would uh, have sex in the middle of the street. Wow. And the few cops that did come around, mm-hmm. she would get them to come check on everybody in their tribe by flashing them. <laughs> Hey, if it works, it works. They're cops, so they're like, ooh, booby. Yeah. You're a cop in New Orleans. I mean, I'm sure you've seen plenty of tits, right. but got the job done. Yeah. So, you know. Um, on. So, hang on. I have asterisks. So now uh, the 82nd Airborne Unit from Fort Bragg was brought in to help with the aftermath, the cleanup, the peacekeeping, and the search and rescue. Mm-hmm. This was watched daily um, by Zach on the balcony, and a lot of people feel that this triggered something in him. Yeah. I'm sure it did. I, I can't see how it right. wouldn't, you know. Um, they started uncontrollably drinking and doing drugs. Addie, um, so some sources say that she had been diagnosed as bipolar. Some sources say that she was undiagnosed bipolar. Mm-hmm. One uh, source said that she was diagnosed bipolar and was normally medicated, but because of the storm, she couldn't get her medications anywhere. Yeah. So she was not, uh, she wasn't doing so well. She was self-medicating herself also. Mm. Um, 
the mayor, <clears throat> excuse me, at some point mandated evacuation regardless of status or desire to leave, and they all refused to leave, saying that they were violating their civil rights. Mm. So they stayed. Yeah. Um, a couple of weeks later, evacuees started returning, and the city was starting to get cleaned up. Um, water and electricity was restored. But when people started coming back, the the tribes and Addie and Zach were like, what, what the fuck? Like, now you want to come back? You couldn't yeah. stay here for the storm? We're the true, I forgot the word they used, but we're the true people from New Orleans. Wow. Uh, okay. No, no, you're the dumb ones who didn't leave. <laughs> right. Just saying. Right. So, someone just sent me a picture of Chris Farley. <laughs> Um, which by the way, I got myself a t-shirt. You're going to be so proud of me when it comes today. What is it? I can't tell you. Oh goodness. It may or may not say Kellyanne Auto Parts. (laughs) I had one. I know. That's why I got one. That's cool. So just saying. Um, so they were pissed. They're like, but like we held this place together. We held it up and now you guys are back. It's not really how it worked, but okay. We'll go with that. Um, So this meant now uh, bills were coming back, jobs, responsibilities, like they had to start paying their rent, their bills, electricity's turned back on, but you still have to fucking pay for it. So this small group that they had, the tribe, developed sort of a commune situation in Zach and Addie's apartment. Because nobody had anywhere to go at that point. Everybody let their shit go. They were all hanging out there anyways. Right. I don't know what they expected. Like, if they thought that that's how it was going to be forever. Yeah. Like, the fucking Hunger Games. Yeah. Have you ever seen the Hunger Games? Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's what would have happened. I mean, what do you, all of civilization is going to go on around you except in fucking New Orleans? Yeah. Come makes, on. Makes no sense, sense whatsoever. Um, So, they tried as much as they could to avoid the slap in the face of real life. Like, they knew they were going to have to start taking care of shit. So, meanwhile, though, Lana had no idea if Zach was even alive. Mm. She assumed that he had died. Um, so she told the kids that he was working for the Red Cross. Okay. She didn't know what else to tell him. Yeah. Sorry, Daddy wanted to do drugs and didn't come away. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. um, He finally reaches out to her and says that he, he wants to see the kids. Yeah. And she's like, that's cool, but I need to meet Addie. Obviously, we've mm-hmm. been through that. Um, initially, Zach was super weird about it for no like real reason. Just was like, nah, maybe not. Probably because he knew Addie was a little off. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but Lana said, it, it's a deal breaker. You either let me meet her or, or you don't see the fucking yeah. kids. So Addie was super excited to meet the kids. Yeah. She got the apartment fixed up, bought clothes and toys for the kids, and it was all agreed upon that they would start coming by on the weekends. Right. Everything was great, and then it wasn't. Okay. Um, Addie started refusing to speak to Lana, which, you know what that would do to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she stopped interacting with the kids altogether. Mm. The kids would go back and tell their mom that Addie didn't like them. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, she would get shit faced and then come home and lock herself and Zach in a separate room from the kids. Ooh. Yeah. 
Uh, it eventually got to the point where Addie told Zach that she didn't want the kids in the apartment, and if he wanted to see them, he would have to take them to uh, a hotel on his weekends. Jeez. Yeah. Alrighty then. Listen, bitch. Yep. Um, <laughs> like, okay. We're gonna have a problem. Yep. Um, by 2006, the drugs, partying, and fights were insanely out of control. They would break up and make up every other day, which I, quite frankly, don't have fucking time for. Um, they kicked each other out regularly. No. But it was almost like they loved it. They loved yeah. the chaos of it. They loved the, the making excitement. up. Yeah, the making yeah. up part of it. Um. In August of 2006, Addie got arrested after a big fight with Zach. Um, she ran out in the street and pulled a gun out on some random dude. What the fuck? What? What? <laughs> Addie. Okay. What you doing? Maybe settle down a little bit. What did the random guy do? Right. Why are you pulling a gun on him? Right. I didn't like, bitch. Well, Zach refused to bail her out. Mm. Flat out refused to bail her out. Um, Good. Addie lost her fucking shit. Even more? <laughs> yeah. She, yeah, right. Um, her friends bailed her out. Mm. Well, then it they obviously broke up after that. But it comes out at some point that um, Zach had allegedly started a relationship with a man. Really? While they were together. Wow. Um, now, Addie didn't care it was a man. Mm-hmm. She cared that he was cheating. Yeah. And it triggered something in her from her past, and she, again, lost her shit. Yeah. She called every female in his phone and told um, told them that he had AIDS. Whoa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Damn. Mm. So, he's really trying at this point, though, to get his shit together. He misses his kids. He wants to see mm. his kids. He's working multiple jobs. He's paying Lana child support. He's seeing the kids on a regular basis. Yeah. So I'm sorry, guys. I keep hitting my mic with my glasses like I've never fucking done this before. So he's, I mean, he's trying to be a standard fucking guy. Yeah. So Addie, on the other hand, wasn't working. She was struggling financially and had gotten kicked out of her apartment. Hmm. So now she goes running back to Zach. Of course. Because he's vulnerable as fuck and still mm. loves you. She said that she still loved him and wanted to get back together. And he was like, let's fucking do this. So she convinced him to get an apartment with her. Um, They signed a lease for, I believe, October 1st of 2006. They signed the lease together, both of their names on it. Zach paid two months rent up front. On October 4th, Addie went to the landlord and had Zach secretly taken off the lease. What? Which I didn't think you could do. I didn't think you could do that. I thought one of like one of you had to buy out yeah. of the lease. So, like it's binding. Yeah. So like, she told the landlord that he was cheating and um, that he was leaving. Wow. So she then tried to kick him out. Mm-hmm. And now it's his turn to lose his shit because he was supposed to have his kids for the weekend, that weekend coming up. And yeah. she just fucked it all up. Um, they fought for hours. Mm-hmm. Here's where it goes downhill. Trigger warning. If I have to still get those. Um, the fight ended up with him strangling her. Wow. Shocking to everybody who knew him because he was the level-headed one. Yeah. And she was the fucking loose screw right 
Um, so fast forward to October 17th. After finding Zach's body and note, they go. the police go to the apartment on Rampart Street. Uh, it was an absolute fucking pigsty. I don't understand trashing your own place. Yeah. I, I don't. Like, our house looks like 19 people live here, but it's not, like, trash and spray painted. You know right. what I mean? Like, I don't, I just don't understand that. So, right. um, <clears throat> there was trash everywhere, booze bottles, walls were covered in black spray paint. What the fuck? Yeah. Some yeah, of them said, that. no, call Lana Bowen. Um, I loved her. Help me stop the pain. That was above his bed. Um, and then total failure. So... Yeah, that's what he spray painted. Uh, the AC was on high, and the cops described it as being morgue cold. Yeah. Uh, it was like walking into someone's actual fucking nightmare. Uh, in the bathroom, Zach had spray painted, I'm sorry I couldn't finish, and then look in the oven. On the oven, he'd written, don't look. Oh, jeez. So of course they look, Yeah, obviously. In tinfoil-lined pans was Addie's feet uh, and her legs, completely charred. Yeah. Uh, her hands were in a pot on the stove. Her head was in a larger pot next to that one. Um, her torso and what was left of her was in a garbage bag in the fridge. Now, random things. Um, and I heard this in another podcast. So, the New York Post who did a lot of reporting on them during Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. You want to know what they refer, what their like storyline was for this? What? Gal Pal Gumbo. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. Isn't that fucking terrible? Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Ugh. So now there's, there's no evidence at all whatsoever mm-hmm. that he cooked her for the purpose of eating her. Yeah. Everything was charred. It was he was trying to get, trying to get rid, rid of, of her. her. So he he snapped, and like this is where you you see it. Something snapped. Mm-hmm. Something fucking happened, and it that was it. Yeah. There 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 was no fucking turning back after that. Right. Um. <clears throat> they did find the confession that Zach had promised. It was the back eight eight pages of Addie's journal. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't understand the journals. Yeah. I don't know what mine would say. Yep. Um, In it, he said, quote, she had stolen this apartment, tried to kick me out, then would not shut the fuck up, so I calmly (laughs) strangled her. (laughs) Calmly. It was very quick. After sexually defiling the body a few times, I was posed with the question of how to dispose of the corpse. Do you see, like, the flip? Yeah. So, that's what, yeah. Yeah. So uh, he left her body in the living room and then uh, went to sleep. Wow. He woke up the next morning and went to work like any other day. Nothing happened. Told people at work that they broke up and Addie left, so they probably wouldn't be seeing her. Mm -hmm. Um, He went to work. When he was done, he hung out with some friends. He went home, dragged her into the bathtub, and started dismembering her with a knife and a hacksaw. Wow. Yeah. Quote, I came home, moved the body to the tub, got a saw, and hacked off her feet, hands, and head. I put her head in the oven after giving it an awful haircut, put her hands and feet in the water on the range. At some point, though, he apparently got tired and then said, quote, I got drunker and some hours later I turned off the stove, filled the tub with water, and passed out. 
So half of her's on the stove, half of her's in the tub Jesus. still at this point. Um, he was off that weekend, though, and figured he'd have plenty of time to, to clean up. Mm-hmm. However, quote, due to laziness, I spent most of the time coked up in various bars with different girls. Oh, jeez. Uh, during this time, he roasted and or charred the parts he had cut up to get rid of the body. He then called Lana and had her bring the kids to his job at the grocery store. Yeah. Oh, my sons were just explaining. Um, Lana said that he looked happier than she'd seen him in a long time, <laughs> which I probably shouldn't That's laugh, so but bad. it's terrible. Oh. Um, he gave her $600 cash and asked if he could have the kids the following weekend. Mm. Um, told her uh, that he told Lana that Addie had left and he was renovating the apartment for the kids. Yeah. And then said, quote, Sunday night, I sawed off the rest of the legs and arms and put them in roasting pans and stuck them in the oven and passed out. I came to seven hours later with an awful smell emanating from the kitchen. I turned off the oven and went to work on Monday... This would be my last day of work. Mm. I, got, I got nothing. Yeah. You know? Um, so a neighbor, and I wrote his name down purely because his last name is Boutte. <laughs> it's awesome. So John Boutte. Boutte. Um, he noticed the night of the murder, he noticed that the bathroom light was on all night and found it odd because it wasn't something that they did. Right. And he was familiar with that particular apart- apartment because he had lived in that particular apartment. Mm-hmm. However, he went to a different one because he had this weird bad juju feeling he could not shake. Oh. He had a priest bless the apartment before he moved. What? Yeah. Yep. Now, he stayed in the same like complex-ish. Yeah. Yeah. It's, kinda, it's like houses into apartments and right. stuff there. Yeah. Um, he lived in other units, but they all had bad energy, he said. Um, he finally settled in a back apartment not attached to the garage. Yeah. So um, this is where I, I told you my mom would like this part of it. So the uh, the night of the murder, he, so, he swore he saw someone on their balcony and a shadowy figure in his backyard. He freaked out, called a friend to stay, um, and then said, quote, this is an old city with old spirits. Don't tempt them. Wow, that's cr- that just gave me chills. It gets better. Okay. So this second story apartment that they were living in mm. was directly above the Voodoo Spiritual Temple. Oh, come on now. It was run by priestess Miriam Shimoni. Quote, yeah. it is the only formally established spiritual temple with focused on traditional West African spiritual and healing practices. Fuck that. It currently serving in New Orleans. It's been serving New Orleans natives and visitors of all nationalities for 27 years. Yeah, forget that. (laughs) Police believed, um, not people, not police, people believed that this had an effect on Zach mm-hmm. um, and the influence of the devil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. <laughs> Listen. I'm not going to. As soon as somebody's like, dude, I had to bless that shit before I left. <laughs> right. I'd be like, we're going to go down the street. Yeah. I'm out. We're done. Thank you. Good talk. Um, the neighbor with John Boutte uh, was eating dinner with a friend and the friend commented about the smell. Yeah. That there was a weird smell. And John said that New Orleans 
smells. Yeah. <laughs> it has a lot of smells. Right. And his friend's like, no, no, that's kind of, um, that's a familiar smell. Right. And then they both decided to ignore it and move on with their lives, which... I don't blame them in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> Voodoo priestess Miriam. Um, so three days after the murder, the smell of her decomposing and cooking was now horrendous to Zach. It took three days? Wow. For that to get yeah. gross to you? Okay. You ever seen a body in water? Yeah. You ever seen half a body in water? Right. Oof. So, quote, halfway through the task, I stopped and thought about what I was doing. The decision to halt the first idea and move to plan B, the crime scene you're in now, came after a while. I scared myself, not by the action of calmly strangling the woman I had loved for one and a half years and desecrating her body, but by my entire lack of remorse. I've known for forever how horrible, horrible, excuse me, of a person I am, ask anyone, and decided to quit my job and spend the $1,500 I had being happy until I killed myself. So that's what I did. Wow. That. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh, he went on to say, quote, good food, good drugs, good strippers, good friends, and many loose ends I may have had. I didn't contact any of my family, so that will explain the shock. Yeah. I had a fantastic time living out my days, and it's just about time now. Okay. Um. At some point, he drunkenly called Lana and said that he wanted to, quote, see his favorite stripper. Okay. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty much what she said. Yeah. Um, she's like, you're not going to fucking booty call me. Like, we're both in relationships. Yeah. Fucking stop, you know? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, at this point, he'd been living and partying with Addie's dead body for a week. Jeez. No big deal. Uh he burned himself 28 times with cigarettes, one for every year he was alive and had failures. Um, he wrote uh, his list of perceived failures to be friends, jobs, military, marriage, love, every last one of these I failed at. Yeah. He then went to the Omni Hotel. Now, Lana thought that this was kind of a slap in the face to her because there was a pool by the bar mm -hmm. and he would take her and the kids to the pool yeah. all the time at this right. place. So um, he got to the rooftop bar at approximately 4 p.m. and drank heavily until 8.30 p.m. Um, he then began pacing between the railing and the pool and finally at 8.30 p.m. he threw himself over the balcony. <sighs> Obviously dying and they found him. Yeah. Um, so... What did I write there? I I'm know. awesome. Uh, no, it's not what I wrote. But um, <laughs> so that was that's Zach and Eddie, which Damn. they both needed help. Both of them did. You know? Yeah. They were. I don't know. It's like fucking dynamite. Um, they eventually though, you know, they have ghost tours and shit like that. Yeah. The apartment is added has been added to several ghost tours. Has it really? Yes. And in 2016. The show um, Paranormal Lockdown. Mm -hmm. Have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. They spent 72 hours in the apartment. And did they get any yes. findings? They got EVP that said, quote, you are not alone and strangled to death. Oh, I got chills. I feel like I want to watch it, but I can't. Yeah. 
So. No, I actually do want to watch it. I'm not. You're not watching it with me then. Fine. I'll watch it on my phone. So. So that is the Hmm. very sad story. It is because. It's just sad in general. Both of them need it. It goes with mental health. Yeah. Yeah. Like both of them. You know. You could tell had it and both of them needed help. And whether. Whether she was diagnosed or not, I mean, it was pretty fucking clear that... Yeah, and him, I mean, he, he snapped. Why? He snapped. I, immediately. Like, he went from being... Uh, not. I don't want to say normal, but he, w- he was holding it okay, together, yeah. okay? And then he just fucking... Was not. Wasn't. Yeah. And it, you could tell in how he spoke. Yeah. How he referred to her after the fact, but... I don't know much about the military, so if I offend anybody, I apologize. And this is the... I don't really give a shit if I offend people most of the time, but this time I'll I'll say if I offend mm-hmm. anybody, I apologize. Um, why are we not offering these guys help, help when they come home? They need it so bad. Like, I mean, it, it goes with police and fire. Why is it not forced upon them yeah. when they come home? Yeah. Police and fire. There's... There's too much stubbornness. Yeah. There's too much of the, you just stuff it down. Stuff yeah. it down. Or be fi- and police and fire, and I would imagine military, I don't know, obviously I'm not in the military, but police and fire for sure. I mean, I was even raised in that generation where you don't talk about calls. Right. You push that fucking shit down and you forget about it until you're fucking 52 and you start having dreams. You know what I mean? Like, you just don't talk about it. After... After some events, there needs to be a counselor that comes in. Out of everything that I've been through, so not my last department I was with. When I was with the first department, Mm -hmm. my partner, I was in plain clothes and my partner was involved in a shooting. Our commander brought in a counselor. That's what should happen. To talk to us, just to make sure we were all okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Not just the person who Mm -hmm. shot. Right. It was the entire shift that right. went through it. Right. That should happen every fucking time during... Uh, how many times I could have used that? Oh, my God. Like... In in EMS, too. Every time there's a call, mm-hmm. certain calls, why are we... It, like, you need a, fu- a fucking debriefing team. Yeah, and I get it that it would cost money. Well, then there needs to be a grant for mental health. Something. Yeah. Send people who work there already. Yeah. To to classes. I mean, there's certain things, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use a friend as an example, and I've already asked him about it if I could. Um, he found his his mother hanging, cut her down, saved her. She's alive. Every time that guy goes on a call for a hanging, he needs to be fucking pulled from the street. Mm-hmm. Done. Pull him. Give him an hour to shit and play on his phone. Something. We had another crew with a, a, a 22-week, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Incomplete abortion uh, of a 13-year-old girl who yeah. tried to perform it on herself. Yeah. I pulled that fucking crew back, and they're like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing. Sit. Mm-hmm. Take your time. Take a nap. Play on your phone. Do what you got to do. If you want to talk about the call, we'll talk about the call. If you want to, you know, because I had a day where <clears throat> I'm sure you remember this. We had um, the heat emergency that turned into 
the overdose that fought that your department ended up coming because mm-hmm. they couldn't find us. Um, we went from that to a cardiac arrest to a 22-year-old drowning to a P's cardiac arrest. Jesus. Let me go home. Yeah. Your day is <laughs> Let gone. me go home. I finally called. I, I called Ron, one of the guys that I work with from one of the hospitals and i'm like listen we gotta go we 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 got i i I can't do this anymore i can't yeah i said i got two hours left you either voluntarily let me go or i'm going and i'm bringing my partner with me because we can't like that's too much for one person see and like going back to to the police side like we you know if you were involved in a shooting, you were sent to the hospital right. and that's your day. Right. That it, it shouldn't just be for a shooting. Like no. our days, like, you know how busy it would get. Mm-hmm. We would arm robbery, burglary, mm-hmm. car accident, you know, shooting. Six shootings in four mm-hmm. minutes. Right. Like if, if that's like half your day, you need to go home. Yeah. Yeah. You need to go home and fucking relax. That's what it is. It, it, there, there, There's no way around it. The debriefing, it needs to happen. Um, police, oh, debriefings are huge. Police, and, fire, and not, EMS. Yeah. You know, there's teams specifically made for that. Yeah. You know, and fuck, I'll go to the class, you know, but it's, people don't understand that, I think. Right. You know, a lot of people are like, well, that's what you signed up for. No, No, we didn't. No, the fuck it is not. No, we didn't. What I signed up for was to save your dad having a fucking heart attack, not to have a gun held to my fucking head while I'm working on a gangbanger. That's not what I signed up for. Right. You didn't sign up to get fucking shot at. Like, no, it's not what we signed up for. But just, I feel like these guys coming back from overseas, they're cool. Go back here and, oh, by the way, in three months, you're going to go back out. Yeah. That's going to fuck people up. Yeah. How does it not fuck you up? Well, that's the thing. You know, we got to get out of this generation and the guys that I work with, the older guys. Oh, the older guys are terrible. Oh, my God. I'm sorry, but they're it's, terrible. It's still 1986. Nothing fucking bothers them. Yeah. Nah, we don't oh, have feelings. I, nah. And then you hear all the fucking road stories. I've been through this. I've yeah. been through. So have I, dude. Right. And it fucking affects me. And this is why you've had four heart attacks by 45 yeah, years old. Right. And that, that's why you're a fucking heavy drinker. Well, or, you know, the times that they do bring it up. That you know the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Same fucking stories all the time. That's yeah. that's how he gets it out, but God, he would never fucking admit that. Right. I don't have feelings. Right. You push it down. Ah. You, you don't. No, you, you know? don't. My brother and I ended up on a call together. Bad. It was a bad call in your, for your department, actually. Mm. Um, I, I don't know why we were both working, but he was screaming on the radio, and I made my partner turn around and go back. Yeah. And we got the person in the back of the ambulance and I asked my brother Brad to get me, you know, my innovation stuff. And he was just deer in fucking headlights, just complete blank. Yeah. I had to hit him to get him to participate in the rest of the call. Yeah. My dad called me the next morning and he's like, how are you? And I was like, I'm fine. Why? He's like, your, your brother's here. Okay. I said, yeah, it didn't, uh, it didn't go well last night. Yeah. He's like, he's not sure if he wants to come back to EMS. I'm like, yeah, I kind of saw that coming. What so, kind of call was it? It was um, it was a domestic call. Um, the daughter came home for the weekend to see her mom. Mm-hmm. 
And dad found out. And dad tried to come see mom, and there was a restraining order. Yeah. And he brought a bat and a knife. And he obviously went to town on mom. Like, her hands were almost severed from defensive wounds. He ended up severing her trachea and her esophagus. Oh, so Jesus. me intubating her was... I, I re-intubated her three times. But Brad walked into her daughter laying on top of her, trying to protect her, screaming, it's my fault, it's my fault, while your guys were chasing dad yeah. with the bat. That fucked him up. Yeah. I and, mean, and and now he's... Something after that, you... He's not in EMS anymore. Yeah. So... You're blowing up. Who's blowing you up? Um. Oh, it's because my sensor expired. Uh, you okay? Yeah. Oh no, no, it just expired. Okay. I have to get a new one. Um. So I found the shout out. Oh, good. Okay. Do. So it's our listener Kate S, and she does have an Etsy, but her Facebook page is called Disaster design company oh my god she's one of us yeah um i've checked it out her tumblers are awesome if if you're interested in a tumbler um i think she's got some shirts on there too that she makes but disaster design looks yeah. like a tornado yeah oh my god she's us yeah it says disaster designs is fueled entirely by chaos caffeine and creativity <laughs> yeah <laughs> So it's a pretty cool site. Check it. Check that out on Facebook. Like I said, the tumblers are pretty cool. I know they're all fancy. Some of the you girls are gonna oh. like some of the shit that's on there. Babe, she's got a fucking '80s death metal cup. Yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah. So that's why I wanted to do a shout out. She was cool. Sent me an awesome message, oh. and I told her we would give a shout out. And her name's Kate. Yeah. I'll be placing an order later on tonight. Yeah. Just so you know. But it says mama. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, guys, for real, go on here. Uh, she refers to herself as a people McNugget. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So these are the fucking great. I couldn't find it because it was on, um, what do you call it? TikTok. She sent me the message. Yeah, I don't do any of this social yeah. media shit. Well, when I get a shout out, I forget which platform it's on. So then I, I'm oh an my idiot God. trying to look for it. I need this cup for Jackie and that one for me. So did you, um, how do you place an order? Through Etsy? Through her Facebook? Does It doesn't it, say? She didn't say. Okay. So I'll find out because um, I found about nine things that I want to get. Um I'll find out how to place an order and we'll let you guys know um, cool. how, to, how to get through, whether you do Etsy or, or whatnot. She's got a lot of teacher stuff on here. That's cool. Um, yeah, so I'll figure it out and I'll let everybody know how to, cool. to place an order so we can do that. But uh, thank you, Jamie, for doing this one so soon after your brain got touched. You're very welcome. Uh, it feels good to... Get back I was groove. so fucking excited. Yeah, I, I was too. That's yeah. why I kept asking you, like, let's do and it. And then let's, I would Let's fall just asleep. do it. One yeah. So that's why I wanted to do it early yeah. too. Like, let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. We'll feel great. So this is my problem. Like, I don't, I mean, I nap on the weekends, which you fucking hate and I don't care because it's the weekend. But mm. 
I I push myself too far when I'm hurt. Yeah. Like with my shoulder and my hand and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I literally cannot <laughs> with this. And it's it's driving me crazy, but it's probably for the best because otherwise I would be doing, doing too much. But yeah. I mean, taking, I took a bath the other day and was like, Jesus fucking Christ. It was like I ran a marathon. No, and I get it because Leah came down oh when God. you were in there and she even told me, she's like, Mark, like mom's in the bathroom taking a bath she's in a lot of pain so she's like you know if you could just re- refrain from texting her i was like yeah <laughs> she like, I'm came not- in she turned out the lights she went and found me a candle and then put the alexa on in How case cool i drowned <laughs> she's like don't fall asleep and drown i'll, I'll try not to i'm too fat cool for the tub that, yeah that was cool it was but yeah and i could tell you got to keep your head a certain way you yeah. can't keep it down yeah. so if I leave my head down, guys, I'll grow a hump. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, we got to limit it for a little while. But it's it's insa- going to be limited. Yeah. It's insane to me that, I mean, shit that would take me 20 minutes to do takes me a fucking hour. And then I'm yeah. like, I need to sit down. I mean, the other day, I, I kept dozing off. And you're like, dude, are you okay? Yeah. And it I, was freaking me I out. I could not. Every time help I it. talked to you and look back, you were yeah. knocked out. And I couldn't help it. Couldn't yeah, fucking so. help it. And that's, that was. No medication. Yeah. None of my medication that I'm taking anymore makes me tired. Yeah. It's just my body being like. It's got to heal up. Fucking stop. Which yeah. I'm not used to. I just ignore shit. Any- I mean, how yeah. long did I wear my arm brace? What? Three fucking days. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. But we will have a Patreon episode ready. Oh, by Sunday for sure. By Sunday for Mother's Day. I it'll, may be. It'll be a Mother's Day treat. I was going to say I may be done by tomorrow, but it doesn't matter. No, we'll, we'll still do it. We we'll got it the Sunday. birthday party tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll do it Sunday. So. so we do have the next couple cases planned yeah, out. We, If you still want to do a request, we have a list, but the list is at like 12 now. Yeah. So. And I'm trying, just so you guys know, the, the ones that you guys suggest that are unsolved, those we i am doing them i am researching them but with it being unsolved i there's a lot my research yeah. takes a lot longer because of course i'm going to solve the case obviously <laughs> so that's why some of the unsolved ones aren't done right when they're asked for because they take a lot yeah so but the next three but we two, have the next a lot two planned. yeah so know, so um but i hope you guys enjoyed this Thank you again for all the messages that we received. It was awesome. Seriously, like it was, it honestly like touched my heart that you guys, you cared enough to take time out of your day to ask about somebody you've never even met. Right. It it made my day. It really did. Yeah. You guys are awesome. awesome. So, um, and then. We'll put pictures in my head on the website. Yeah, I I could post them. Yeah. Um, What was I going to say? Did we have any new Patreons? I think we might have had one or two, but I, like I said, I literally don't know where my computer is. Okay, so we'll we'll <laughs> so. we'll shout out the new Patreons, not the next episode because that's gonna be a Patreon right. episode, but the episode after that. Yeah. So and then I would like to plan um like a a meet and greet thing, like a Zoom meet and greet thing again. Yeah. But we'll do, we'll give plenty of notice yeah for sure maybe we'll do it on your 40th birthday Ooh, maybe holy fuck that's in like three weeks yeah we don't have your birthday nothing <laughs> do i have <laughs> no. 
I don't even want to think about it's, it. It's our obsession with t-shirts and sunglasses goes on throughout the entire year. Yeah. So. Yeah, but you're not dead. So, I mean, I that's cool. I know. I'm not dead. That's cool. Yeah. Who cares? Whatever. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will be talking to you soon. Bye. Bye.